0: Hey, it's Markay from The Markay Show. You hear me every day from 10 a.m. to noon on News 104.5 WOKV. First of all, thanks for listening to The Markay Show podcast. Second, if you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to the Burrish Daily Discussion podcast and Jacksonville's morning news interviews. And don't forget to head to iTunes and Google Play and leave a review. Thanks for listening. Entertaining.
1: When I'm
2: listening, I'm laughing the whole time.
0: Informative. You can trust them to be very precise. First hour of The Markay Show starts now. This is The Markay Show. Thanks so much for joining us today, folks. It's the first hour of The Markay Show, which means, just reminding me, there's two of them. And we're a little early today, but hey, better early than late. Which is how which is how we usually roll. Uh, anyway, what I hope everyone's having a fantastic day. I'll tell you what, man, exciting news today. Exciting news coming out of NATO. And by exciting I mean, you know, not really not anything to do with the country, but just fun to talk about. And anytime a bunch of world leaders get together and gossip like the real housewives of you know, the real housewives of NATO, it's uh it's gonna be a good day. Also, uh, this is kinda cool. We had another another a candidate drop out of the race. And I'll tell you what, it I would say it came out of nowhere, but it didn't really it didn't really come out of nowhere. Uh, it, we, this is something that we've been expecting all week, and uh, it actually happened. And I think that uh, a lot of people very excited by it. And by a lot of people, I mean me. Um, also, not to – you know what? It is a little sad because it means there's one less person that we'll be able to, uh, that we'll be able to make fun of here on the Mark K Show. But we will – Dev, why does this always happen with this stupid computer? I hate that. Um, we, uh, but we will, we will do our best to bring you that information when it comes up. Also, we have the Ho Ho Hold'em Celebrity Poker Tournament, which is coming up tomorrow, tomorrow night at Best Bet Monument Road in Jacksonville. We will be hosting our third annual Ho Ho Hold'em Celebrity Poker Tournament, and that's always, uh, that's always super thrilling and exciting. We have a one thousand dollar cash prize. We have a beautiful trophy that we're going to be giving away, and we have. A Come on with this thing already. I turned all these things off. Does Rich Jones come in here and turn these things back Just on? Just shut
3: her down. We'll do this one uh, like in the 70s, no I mean, computers.
0: I don't understand. No, I need the computer. That's where all the stuff is. All the Everything's on the computer. All the now. chimes. But I go in there. Like, I swear to God, I do this once a week. I go in there, and I go to wherever I'm supposed to go, and I turn off all the announcements because I know you're not supposed to have them because it's going to be an error. And then I come back in here, and they're all back on. I did here. Anyway, we'll get to that. uh, We'll get to that here uh, in just a minute. Uh, But the ho ho hold of the celebrity poker tournament is tomorrow. We have some tickets to give away, and we have we have just pushed over ten thousand dollars. $10,000, which, by the way, is more money than Kamala Harris raised in her entire presidential uh, run, which is very exciting. And our money goes to a much better cause. It goes to buy stuff for kids who uh, have been fighting life-threatening illnesses. And that's something that we're really excited um, to be able to do. And it's because of you. Plus, we get to play poker and drink and eat and there's, I mean, a ton, a ton of great things, and a, and a lot of fun. Hannah will be there. The other Josh is, you're coming, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, don't forget to put it in your calendar. And a bunch of other uh, celebrities, our friends from ESPN, Brent and Austin, will be broadcasting live starting at three. So uh, I may mosey mosey over there a little early and jump on the air with them and see if there's if they let me. They may not. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. They may be like, excuse me, we have, we only have two microphones, sir. You need to you need to step back. Uh, but maybe we're gonna, if
4: you ask their producer nicely.
0: Maybe yeah, maybe I'll do that. I'll do that. Who's their? Is that you? That'd be me. Oh okay. Oh look at that. Perfect. Well, I, great to know. All right, so no, we'll see. Uh, pack an yeah, extra yeah. We got no mics. Pack an Seems extra taken. microphone in the uh, bag for he's got. Um, so that's going to be happening tomorrow. Uh, again, live from Best Bet. So something that you can come by, you can watch, you can enjoy, and and we will give away a couple of tickets because I know a lot of people want to help out, they want to buy tickets, but they just don't necessarily have the means. Um, you know, we have a couple of tickets that were donated, and we will give those away here before the end of the show. All right, so let's talk a little bit about. Or uh, should we start? Let's start with Kamala Harris, because Kamala Harris, we know for a long time, has been hopeful of becoming the presidential candidate uh, to take on Donald Trump. She is has a lot going for her. She made a uh, splash for herself in the in the Brett Kavanaugh hearings when he asked her if she liked beer and whatnot. There was that whole big back and forth. And apparently her father was an alcoholic. And it was really it was really, the whole thing was I mean, the entire Kavanaugh situation was awkward from the get go. Um, But she kind of made a name for herself in that situation. And then she announced that she was running as a uh, as a female, as a black female or black African-American female, as Joe Biden likes to say. And she jumped in and she had, you know, a couple of good moments in the debates. She had a couple of good sound bites. In fact, that's what she became known for. She became known as the soundbite candidate. So much so that in the in the now infamous Saturday Night Live sketch where uh, where Maya Rudolph portrayed her, that's all she was going for, that meme moment, that viral moment that everyone would retweet and talk about and this and that and the other. The problem is that memes don't win elections. Money wins elections. And we talked about this a little bit yesterday. We talked about how, you know, if you want to win an election, you just need a lot of money. Look at Mayor Bloomberg. He literally just announced he spent a bunch of money on ads, and he all of a sudden is uh, is polling at 6%. And now with Kamala Harris out, that percentage could go even higher. With Kamala dropping out of the race, her, her paltry 2% gets distributed among the other candidates. They could potentially all go up by one-tenth of a percent, or one candidate could get the brunt of her support. Uh, We're just going to have to wait and see. But even though she had those viral moments and those witty one liners and uh, she was a black woman and and from California and she had all the support, despite all of that, she still wasn't able to come up with any kind of concrete idea, concrete agenda item, concrete message that would resonate with enough crazy leftists so that she would get people to come to her rallies, so that she would get support across the nation, so that she would get the most important thing Money. Money is power. That's why the Democrats want all your money. And the, the candidate who has the most money on the Democratic side in this case wins. And the reason for that is because they don't have anything else going for them. They don't have anything. They don't have any good ideas. They don't have any uh, any, you know, in, in, um, really any kind of agenda items that would bolster the Constitution or make people excited. They don't have any personality. And they don't have any they don't have any hope. They don't have any any vision for the future. All they have is socialism and whoever has the, you know, the most commercials running. And that's why that's why Joe Biden sends me three emails a day begging for money, because even though he's the front runner, he's third or fourth to Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders, he can't get support around the country. But, man, the people that love him, love him enough to send him one dollar One dollar. He has 52 million people sending him one dollar. Elizabeth Warren. I think it's probably the same people. They're just hedging their bets. So they send one dollar to Bernie, one dollar to Elizabeth Warren. Pete Buttigieg making a name for himself. You know, he's he's rising up there. And Kamala Harris just wasn't able to get the cash that she needed to run for president because it is expensive. Don't think that it's not. It is not. Running for president is not cheap. It costs a lot of money uh almost as much as one of those new Peloton bicycles that everyone's talking about since since that creepy uh that cre- creepy commercial went viral 8557651045 so anyway Kamala Harris runs out of cash and she has to make the hardest decision of her life she has to decide that she's not the one to beat Donald Trump this is always the, this is always the thing to get here listen to, here's her announcement yesterday so
2: here's the deal guys um, my campaign for president simply does not have the financial resources to continue I'm not a billionaire. I can't fund my own campaign. And as the campaign has gone on, it has become harder and harder to raise the money we need to compete.
0: Yeah, it's become harder and harder because there's 57,000 people running for president, and I can't find any of them that want that trust me enough with their money. Because that's the other thing, too. When you're a donor, when you're giving money, nobody wants to give money to a loser. Trust me, I ask for money all the time, and they're like, no, loser, get out of here. But if you, if nobody wants to give money to a loser. They want to give money to somebody who wins. They want to put their money where their mouth is. You know, it's like they're they're placing a bet. When you go to uh, when you go, let's say to the poker tournament tomorrow, and you put money down, it's because you think you're going to win. Nobody bets because they think they're going to lose. And the same is true of these presidential candidates. That's why it's it's tricky for people. Do they make a donation to Bernie Sanders? Well, Bernie Sanders people are crazy enough to think that guy's going to be president. So of course he's going to have a lot of money. Joe Biden, the people that vote for Joe Biden like Joe Biden. They think that he's a he's a decent guy. They think he'll be a good president. But they're smart enough to know they're not as zany as Bernie supporters. They're smart enough to look back and logically think it through. Bernie Sanders supporters, they're all about heart. They're all about desire. They're all about here's what we want. We want free college. We want free health care. We want it now. Here, Bernie, take a dollar and go be president. Bur- Biden's uh, Biden's uh, contingent is very different. They they have money. They are familiar with their candidate. They like what he has to say when he can actually say it without stumbling over himself five times or talking about his leg hair. But they're just still there's something holding them back from going all in on Biden, and that's why he's having trouble raising the cash because nobody wants to bet on the loser. And Kamala Harris, she was the loser. Nobody was betting on her, and as a result, she had to she had to drop out. And here's the truth today.
2: I've taken stock, and I've looked at this from every angle, and over the last few days, I have come to one of the hardest decisions of my life.
0: Yeah, she has ended her campaign for president of the United States. However, that doesn't mean she's going anywhere.
2: And I want to be clear, although I am no longer running for president, I will do everything in my power to defeat Donald Trump and fight for the future of our country and the best of who
0: we are. She's going to do everything in her power to defeat Donald Trump. That's great news for Donald Trump because she ain't got no power. How do I know that? Because she ain't got no money. And as we said in the beginning, money is power. When you're running for president, 855-765-1045 is our number or star star 1045 where I got some people on the line for whatever you want Wednesday. It is, by the way, whatever you want Wednesday. We've got some great audio and comments coming from NATO. Apparently, a lot of the other leaders are gossiping about the president behind his back and that new Bluegrass Boy song we played yesterday. We'll get that on for you, too, because I know a lot of people love it. 855-765-1045. Quick break. More of the Markay Show coming up on News 104.5 WOKV.
4: Whatever you want Wednesday, I want this clip to play on the air, Mark.
0: There you go. See, we told you, look, this ain't no fake news, folks. If we say it's whatever you want Wednesday, it's whatever you want Wednesday. Unless what you want is for us to shut up because we have to, <laughs> we're contractually obligated to speak for the next hour and 48 minutes. So there you go. 855-765-1045. Susie in Middleburg. Hi, Susie. How are you?
1: I'm
0: good today, Mark. How are you doing? Great, Susie. What'd you want to say on whatever you want Wednesday? It's Trump Day! Yay! I love. I really think. I don't know what Susie does the rest of the week, but I I know exactly what she does every single Wednesday. Lisa in Jacksonville. Hi, Lisa. How are you? I'm great. How are you, Mark? Great. Thanks so much for calling. What's your? What do you want to say today, Lisa? Yeah, I want some more information on your Texas Hold'em tournament. Oh yeah. What uh, What would you like to know?
5: I would like to know what time the buffet starts and what time the drinks start and end and what if i'm running late will i be blinded
1: out and still be allowed to play
0: oh you are a pro man i can tell you this is not your first rodeo or your ho ho -ho holdio. uh i'll tell you what lisa do you have a ticket by the way I do. Okay, great. Here's what happens. The buffet and check-in is at 6 p.m. So when you get there at 6 p.m., you get your tickets. You can get on in. The food will be ready there waiting for you. You'll uh, have a lovely bartender lady walk up and say, hey, bring you a beverage. And it's open bar for the first two hours. Um, You'll be able to be seated at a table up until the end of the first, I'm sorry, I want to say the third round, which is when we uh, stop the rebuy. So you do have some time try to be on time so you can so you know you can you can like uh build your stack but we will uh we will have i think an hour before the rebuy's end and at that point uh, there will be no more new entries does that make sense absolutely all right perfect also rebuy's are 40 bucks but if you have 100 you can get 3 for 100 so that'll save you a little cash too and we can't wait to see it tomorrow lisa i'm excited about it oh it's going to be a blast it's going to be a blast anyway she knows what she's doing but i don't want her at our table because she clearly was like Am I going to be blinded out? Oh, that's a pro. Um 8557651045. If you don't yet, by the way, have your ticket. They're going for- We've sold Here's the thing. We have 12 tables and we've sold probably about 10 of them. And we've, (laughs) which means with walk-ups and everything else, we only have about probably 16 seats left. And those will go either today or tomorrow. Um, I, I would assume by the time they start their broadcast tomorrow on ESPN, we would probably only have a handful, like seriously less than 10. So if you want to go, if you've been putting it off, now's the time to go to casekids.com and get your, and get your ticket. John and Bunnell, how you doing, John?
4: Hey, Mark. Hey, I've got to say one thing about Camilla that I won't miss. Uh, right up there, a couple things, but right up there on the, well, almost up there with Hillary, the two things that would just drive me nuts was uh, she'd make her little giggle. Uh, that dog, that cartoon, I think it was Muttley or something, that big brown uh, dog that would always giggle at absolutely nothing. Yeah. It was just beyond annoying and wasn't funny and just painful to watch. And the other thing was her stupid little dance move all the time. I mean, she's in a debate, and she's doing this little shimmy, like Camilla got her groove back, and it just looked absolutely ridiculous. The level of...
0: That was the, that the mutley you're talking about, right? The little uh, asthmatic dog. Yeah, I kind of remember that. Look, I mean, look, there's a lot of things about her that people um, people aren't going to miss, and some that they are going to miss. I'm personally going to miss the Saturday Night Live sketches. I love seeing Maya Rudolph do Kamala Harris. If Bernie Sanders ever dropped out, I'd be devastated because the only thing that's good about Saturday Night Live is Larry David's impression of him. So hopefully, hopefully, you know, everyone else will stick around for a little while longer. Hey, thanks for the call, Travis in Jacksonville. How are you, Travis? Hey Mark, how oh, we got that? Happy. Oh, can you hear me? Uh-oh, are, there, are, are they jamming our signal already? What's up, man? What would you want to say?
3: Hey, man, Um, I don't know about you guys, man, but does was at work, and I just walked by the TV and had a look at Jerry Nadler's stupid face. How these Americans can actually let this crap happen and keep voting these people in is just beyond me. It gets my blood boiling, man. I, I just don't understand. Our tax money is going to a wasteful, lying. These people are just absolute jokes, man.
0: No, they are. And in fact, we should. But that's a great point you bring up. The impeachment hearings are underway again. In fact, one of our favorites, Doug Collins from Georgia, is talking right now. can
3: be actually cross-examined. That's fairness. And every attorney on this panel knows that. This is a sham. But, you know, what I also see here is quotes like this. There must never be a narrowly voted impeachment or an impeachment supported by one of our major political parties or imposed by another. Such an impeachment will produce divisiveness, bitterness in politics for years to come and will call into question the very legitimacy of our political institutions. The American people are watching. They will not forget. You have the votes. You may have the muscle. But you do not have legitimacy of a national consensus or of a constitutional imperative. The partisan coup d'etat will go down in infamy in the history of the nation. How about this
4: one?
3: Yeah. I think a, the key point oh. is that the Republicans are still running a railroad job with no attempt at fair procedure. And today, when the Democrats offered amendments, offered motions in committee to say we should first discuss and adopt standards so that we know we're dealing with standards for impeachment that was voted down or ruled out of order. When we say the important thing is to start looking at the question before we simply have a vote with no re- inquiry first. That was- I don't
0: know what he's saying half the time, but I love the way he says it. Uh, anyway, that's going to be going on all day today on Capitol Hill. That's uh, Doug Collins at the um, at the Judiciary Committee uh, hearings for impeachment today. And we will, we like I said, if something happens, if there's some bombshell, of course, which is the uh, the go-to word for these things, we will bring it to you. Uh, but in the meantime, we got to take a quick break. Traffic, weather, the news, more of your phone calls. It is whatever you want Wednesday Today. Whatever you want Wednesday. Plus, we've got some great info from NATO, uh, Donald Trump, and his allies. Adversaries, allies. You know, it's tough to tell these days. That's coming up on The Mark K. Show on 104.5 WOKV. Entertaining.
2: When I'm listening, I'm laughing the whole time.
0: Informative. You can trust them to be very precise. This is The Mark K. Show.
2: Of, hey guys, you know what? America does not want to witness a food fight. They want to know how we're going to put food on their table. Exactly. 11 months ago at the launch of our campaign in Oakland, I told you all that I am not perfect, but I will always speak with decency and moral clarity and treat all people with dignity and respect. Donald Trump got punked. I think Rudy Giuliani really ought to stop talking and get a lawyer. And now, President Trump, you can go back to watching Fox News.
0: All right. That's it. Kamala Harris is out of the race. She joins the ranks of Beto, O'Rourke, and that other guy that we forgot we forgot all about already. And she is I and mean, she's a high profile candidate too. When you start this is when it gets exciting. When the high profile candidates start to drop out of the race, you know that stuff's happening. Um, you've got you've got Cory Booker probably will be next to go. I would assume of the high profile candidates, the one that uh, the ones that you know about. Also, Amy Klobuchar, I'm sure she's still scrapping along, uh, but she'll be she'll be out of there before. So you've got a handful of people now who have been grasping that they're on the cusp. They're on the cusp, but they just can't crack through. And with Mayor Bloomberg coming in now with 6% of the vote, it's going to be really tough for any of these clown, uh, candidates to continue on. And we see that with Kamala Harris, who dropped out of the race yesterday. And again, it's all about the money. I mean, money is is confident. You talk about consumer confidence, right? We talk about the Dow going up and down and that kind of thing. Confidence in a in a candidate for president is all based in the same way around money. People are not going to part with their money unless they know it's going to do. Them some good. You're not going to go and buy something or invest in something unless unless you think you're going to get something returned to you, an ROI, if you will. And the ROI on Kamala Harris was almost was almost non-existent. Nobody was giving her cash. And that's one of the reasons why she had to shut things down.
2: So here's the deal, guys. Um, My campaign for president simply does not have the financial resources to continue. I'm not a billionaire. I can't fund my own campaign. And as the campaign has gone on, it has become harder and harder to raise the money we need to compete.
0: You know what? It's interesting that she brings up not being a billionaire because not being a billionaire is something that is going to be uh, I think that's going to be a that's going to be a running theme now I as we go forward. Yeah. So freaking bad. Yeah. Thank you for using the clean version. Uh So what happens is now that you've got another you've got two billionaires in the race. Not just and not including Donald Trump, Tom Steyer, a Democrat. And now you've got Michael Bloomberg, also a billionaire. They're both in the race for president. And they, in fact, the fact that they're billionaires when you're a Democrat is so negative, not just because Democrats hate money. Well, I mean, they like other people's money, but they hate rich people and they hate Wall Street and they hate you know everything that has to do with success. Not only because of that, but because Donald Trump is a billionaire and he's the anti-Democrat. He's the one that they're fighting against. So you can't really the more similar you are to Donald Trump in look or in scope or in in in, uh, you know, financial wherewithal, the harder it's going to be for you to uh, to actually win this race. And Kamala Harris, uh, Bernie Sanders has already started attacking Michael Bloomberg for being a billionaire and wanting to come in and buy this election. And now you hear Kamala doing it. She's doing it not nearly as directly, but these little barbs. You know these little things. Listen to it again. When she said, "Here, What's the
2: deal, guys, um, my campaign for president simply does not have the financial resources to continue. I'm not a billionaire."
0: Yeah, look at that. She—that's a dig. That's her saying, "Look, I'm not a billionaire. I can't just do this for myself. I need the support of other people, and I'm not getting it." And the billionaire word again there is—is is used negatively. It's not. She's saying, "I'm not a billionaire," and—and and she's saying it in a negative way. Uh, you know all the greatest people in the world are not billionaires we 're just regular people who are out and we need the support of each other. This guy, michael bloomberg he doesn 't need anybody's support he doesn 't need a poll to tell him that he can run for president. he could. Michael Bloomberg could potentially go all the way through this thing without going to a debate, without going to Iowa. He can pay for his own TV ads. He can pay for his own radio advertising and Facebook ads. He can pay for his own banners, whatever he needs to do. He could hold rallies just like Donald Trump does. I don't know that anyone would show up. But he could do all that because he has money. And every other candidate needs what he already has. That puts him at a at a sheer advantage and it puts him squarely in every single Democrat's crosshairs. Even though Joe Biden's still the front runner. Joe Biden the one thing Joe Biden has more than anyone else is that name recognition. People understand who Joe Biden is. They remember him from Obama. They know he's been in Washington forever. He just seems like a politician. He seems like the kind of guy that would be president. So what if he says doofy things every day? So what if he, he, you know, sniffs people and and does weird things with his wife on stage? All that stuff is secondary because Joe Biden has name recognition. Bloomberg's got cash. Joe Biden's got his name. Everybody else just has some kooky ideas and uh you know and some and some and some bizarre hair care uh tips eight five five seven six five one oh four five and the other thing that you look at with Bloomberg and with Biden is that they also have experience in the executive uh leadership roles mayor bloomberg mayor is a lot closer to president than Senator. You know, that's what that's why If you look back in time, a lot of governors go on to be president of the United States. George W. Bush was governor of Texas. Uh, Bill Clinton was governor of Arkansas. Ronald Reagan was governor of California. You know, when you go back through and you see how many of these governors go on to become really effective presidents, it's because they understand the job when they get there. senators, their job is just to argue. Their job is to just argue with each other. When you're a senator, your job is to take a stand and fight to the death until you have to give in a little bit. When you're a governor, your job is basically to mediate two sides. You're in there saying, "Okay, how can you're a negotiator? You know, it's like being head of a corporation. That's why Donald Trump's so good at it. That's why Donald Trump's been able to bring down, uh, you know, all of these 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 trade deals and and renegotiate them and uh, go in and, and you know, and make sure that the Dow is much higher. That's why he's been able to get these tax cuts through. Donald Trump is a negotiator. He's not in there to attack anybody unless he's attacked first. He's in there to work with both sides, you know, set boundaries, set barriers and say, here's what we're trying to get accomplished. Let's do it. That's the role of a governor to govern. Senators are horrible at it. And if you watch them on the stage, if you watch Bernie Sanders, if you watch uh, Elizabeth Warren, you know, you'll see that, that that's what's in there, man. They Bernie Sanders, what does he say? I wrote the damn bill. That right there should disqualify him from being president because he will he will push that bill through and he will sign it. And if anybody objects to it, he's not going to hear an argument against it because he's a senator. His name's on the bill. He wrote the damn bill. That's all he that's all he cares about. You look at it, look at our last president, Barack Obama. He was a senator for like a day and a half before he started running. And look what happened. The same thing. He just bulldozed everybody, pushed everything he wanted through, wouldn't listen to arguments, wouldn't listen to the Republicans, just ran right over them. You can see it happening now with the impeachment inquiry you can see it in the house of representatives they don't care that when you represent somebody in congress you go there and you know what you want and you don't stop at anything until you get it and it's happening right now with this impeachment inquiry and that's the same kind of people if you have a congressperson or senator running for president that's the kind of that's the kind of leader they're going to be basically horrible one-sided and and totally ineffective That's why, I'll be honest with you, that's one of the big reasons, I think, why Ron DeSantis is governor of Florida now. He could have stayed in the Congress. He could have gone to the Senate. But you know what you need? You need the skills of leadership. You need to know how to bring two parties together. You need to know how to work with different parties in Congress and actually get stuff done. And what better way to do that than become governor? And what better state to be governor of to really show a cross-section of America, a little microcosm of the United States of America, than Florida? I'm shocked that the governor of Florida isn't more regularly voted president. I mean, Jeb Bush was really our, our, our only – I mean, I, I, I understand that one. But look, if if you've got Ron DeSantis as governor of Florida right now, that primes him. That primes him for a top spot in the executive branch somewhere down the road. It's the kind of leadership and, and stuff that you need. And that's another reason why Kamala Harris couldn't get any money because because people don't trust her. You know, you're divisive. You're one sided. You're argumentative all the time. Um, and and when you look at Mayor Bloomberg, all right, when you look at Joe Biden, who was who was Vice President, you know, sure, yeah, he was a senator, but he's Vice President too. When you look at the, when you look at Pete Buttigieg, that's another reason why I think Pete Buttigieg is so popular, because he never had to go in and vote on anything. He just had to he just had to go in there and say, hey, here's what we, we're gonna you know I'm opening a park today, uh, here in beautiful South Bend. Come on down and get a free corn dog, whatever it is. You know, we'll have food trucks. That's why people love him. He hasn't actually done anything th- to make people hate him yet. 855-765-104. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to take a quick break. When we get back more of your phone calls, it's whatever you want Wednesday today. So we open it up to you. You want to leave us an open mic message and tell us what you want to talk about? You got some burning question that you just need to know the answer to? You got something you just want to get out, like bleh, blurt out there? No problem. This is the day we dedicate to all of that. This is the day that we dedicate to you. Quick break. More of the Marquet Show coming up on 104.5 WOKV. I don't know why it's a hard decision. If you've got no money, the decision was made. Yeah, I guess (laughs) it's a hard decision. Wait, we don't have any money? I guess that's an easy decision. I guess it's like, you know, it's like when I want to buy something. I'll have the filet mignon. Oh, wait, you want money? Uh, You know what? I'll just have like a... On the side salad. Uh, Star, star, 1045, if you're trying to get through, or you can leave us an open mic message.
3: Whatever I want Wednesday. I want me some tickets to play poker. Give me a call, buddy.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, he didn't leave his number, though. Well, that's a bummer. I want to give him some. Joseph from Jacksonville. How are you, Joseph? Pretty good. How are you? Hey, good. What's up today, man? What did you want to say? Well,.
4: Pretty much exactly what the guy in the open mic said. I would like some tickets to the poker game. Oh, you
0: would. Whatever you want Wednesday. Oh yeah. All right. I guess that makes sense. I didn't say it was whatever you want Wednesday. Are you free to come in tomorrow and play? Sure. Do you know how to play poker? Yes. Are you good? Uh, I believe so. You believe so? Okay, good. All right, perfect. Um, all right. Here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna put you on hold. We'll get your info. We'll get you a seat at the table, and uh, it starts at six o'clock. Okay. All uh, right, cool. Oh okay. man, that, that, no, Joseph, I can't wait. I'm mean, gonna. It's gonna be. Uh, it's gonna be a lot of fun. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. We'll get his name and info. We'll get him a ticket to the poker tournament. If you want to get in there, go to casekids.com. We were just going over the list, and like I said, we have. There's so many people coming. It's gonna be so much fun. Pete the Job guy is gonna be there too. He had a whole table. He's gonna fill it with a bunch of uh, with a bunch of you know fun folks, and um, it's just gonna be. It's gonna be an awesome time. Hey David in St Augustine. How you doing, David? Thanks for calling the Mark Show.
4: Mark, first, a uh, fairly new listener, and actually had never politically voted until Mr. Trump decided to run. Okay. And my question to you is, since Trump has been in office, there has been so much BS said about him, just absolute lies, and what I do not understand is, every Democrat, every Democrat goes after Mr. Trump, why does no one in the Republican Party... In his administration, go after them with a tenacity that they've never seen. The Bidens, the Clintons, I mean, all these corrupt politicians, there's dirt on them. Everybody knows it. And nobody in the Republican Party in his administration has the backbone to go after them. And let them know, you come yeah. after us, we're going to come after you ten times harder.
0: Yeah. Uh you know and we that's a great question and it's one that comes up a lot. So here's basically here's basically my thought on the whole process. Is right now Donald Trump He's getting he's getting it from all ends. He's got it from the uh, House of Representatives, from the Democrats, even a lot of Republicans, too. He's out there trying to govern. He's out there trying to make America great again. He's out there trying to win an election. He's got to go on these campaign rallies. He's got to send, you know, uh, advisors up to the hill to say, no, we're not going to testify. He's got to deal with all this crap every single day. He's got to go to London to talk to NATO and have these world leaders speaking about him negatively behind his back. So there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff that he has to deal with. And I think that Donald Trump realizes in his second term, he will be totally just not I'm not going to say unhinged. I'm going to say unleashed. Let's just say that Donald Trump in his second term, when he doesn't have to worry about impeachment, when he doesn't have to worry about the Russian collusion, when he doesn't have to worry about being removed from office, when he doesn't have to worry about running for reelection, he doesn't have to worry about approval polls or numbers or anything like that. He doesn't have to worry about any of it. When Donald Trump gets to that point, I believe November the 4th, 2020, that's when his focus will shift and he will unleash every single power that he has with the Justice Department, with uh, with William Barr, with everyone else involved. That's when I believe you're going to start seeing the real magic happen. And I think that's one of the reasons, again, I think the Democrats understand that, because if you're Donald Trump, there's a lot of optics. You need to the Democrats need to be the bad guy and they're doing a great job of it. Impeachment is not polling well for them. It's not working for them. Nobody thinks this is a good idea. Now they're going to be preempting soap operas and, 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 and game shows and God knows what else uh, all day long and all week long because they think there's something on Donald Trump when there isn't. And it's it's working in Donald Trump's favor. It's working against their, the Democratic candidates. They're getting smothered. They don't have any time to go out and campaign. When this trial starts in the Senate, whoever's left, I, Kamala Harris got out just in time. So now she can she can go to the Senate. She doesn't have to worry about missing uh, Iowa or anything else because she can't campaign. But all the other senators are going to Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren. They're going to get hit with time off of the campaign trail that they have to dedicate to this ridiculous impeachment thing. And so Donald Trump is going to he's going to sit and he's going to wait and he's going to win. And once he wins and he has four years to continue to keep America great, he also then can turn the tables on the Democrats and say, look, I got four more years. I'm not running for anything else ever again in my life. You guys, it's your time to pay the piper. And that's when. You're going to start seeing some hardcore investigations. That's when you're going to start seeing some subpoenas. That's when you're going to start seeing, uh, a lot of people being pulled into committees and being pulled into courtrooms and being, and being prosecuted for all of these crimes that have been committed over the last, well, I mean, several decades, but most recently three, four years. In my humble opinion, I, that's what I would do if I were him. I'd be like, you know what? Let's win the next election and then. When we're locked in for four more years and we don't have to worry about what happens afterward, then we go after everybody. Then we lock them all up from the top down. Obama, Hillary, from the top down. And we don't stop until we've cleaned house, really drained the swamp, because that, again, was a campaign promise. And, you know, he may be he probably needs four more years to do it. But uh but I think in the next four years, that's when you're really gonna start the draining uh, process. 855-765-1045. Quick break again when we get back. We got more of your phone calls. It's whatever you want Wednesday. Whatever you want to talk about today, that's what we will talk about today. Why? It's whatever you want Wednesday. 855-765-1045. Quick break more on the Mark K Show coming up on 104.5 W O K V. Entertaining. When
2: I'm listening, I'm laughing the whole time.
0: Informative. You can trust them to be very precise. This is the Mark K Show. Christmas, y'all <laughs> love saying, I love this show. Uh, yeah i'll tell you what though <laughs> thanks i appreciate it 855-765-1045 we have a video of that now up on our facebook page too if you want to see the official bluegrass boy and the red state all-stars jangle bells video for christmas just go to mark k on facebook uh like the page while you're there too if you don't already and of course share that share some christmas cheer with all of your uh all of your conservative, uh, fun-loving friends. eight five five seven six five one zero four five. And speaking of our conservative, fun-loving friends, uh, let's get back to the phones for whatever you want Wednesday. Stephen from the West Side. Hi, Stephen. How are you? Hey, Mark. Love your show, buddy. Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Uh, what did you want to say today on whatever you want Wednesday?
3: Whatever I wanted. I was going to see if I
0: could get some Jaguar tickets, but then I was like, I really need help. some help for, with Christmas. Oh, you need some help with Christmas. Yeah, man. Oh, but you wanted some Jaguar tickets.
3: Well, first, but whatever.
0: I'm yeah. not greedy. No, I, <laughs> I'll, take, I'll take Jaguar tickets and uh, money, can, whatever cash you got in the register there. Uh, no, let's say thanks so much. For, I don't, you know what? I like people too much to give them Jaguar tickets. That's why we never give away Jaguar tickets. Because you don't ever know. For example, last person I gave Jaguar tickets to was the other Josh. Yep. And, uh, you know, if, it was, if he didn't have young children and, you know, was just looking forward to a couple of hours away from home, uh, I think he probably would have been angrier with me than he was. Um, for, for for dragging him out to that last game, got to see the the Minshew revival. Yeah, well, and you know what? That's so funny because now that he's the starting quarterback, my wife wants to go back to the game again. Oh, and I was because like, I because the last game of the season is, I guess, the Colts, and we were going to donate them or something. She's like, you know what? If Minshew's playing, maybe we'll go to that one. I think she has a thing for that guy, Mark from Saint Augustine. How are you? I'm living the dream. I hope you are, Mark. Uh, you know what? I'm, it's a dream or it's a, a nightmare or maybe it's just like a probably, you know, it's more like a drunken drunken fantasy. Anyway, what do you want to say today, sir? I have a hypothetical question
4: for you, and that is imagine Joe Biden is not running for president. OK, but yet Trump goes ahead and he asks the Ukraine to, you know, investigate him whatever it was he might or might not have done. Yeah. So would we still be in the same situation that we're in? And if the answer is no, then does that infer that if you decide to run for president, then you are somehow, I guess, above reproach from any kind of potential wrongdoings that you might have done in the past, because we certainly can't ask about your uh, uh, issues in the past if you're running for political office.
0: Yeah, great question, and I, you know, and I've often wondered that. That I mean, I mean, the, we haven't even decided who's going to be running against Donald Trump uh, for the Democratic nominee. It's going to be Trump versus somebody else, some other Democrat. Yep. We don't know that it's Joe Biden. So how is it that Donald Trump is in, is digging up dirt on a political rival? Um, or an adversary, if we don't even know if he's going to... I mean, Kamala Harris didn't stick around long at all. How do we know that Biden's going to make it all the way through the convention? That's a great question, and I don't know the answer to that. Um, I'm pretty sure, though, however, that Donald Trump asking about any Democrat would result in the same scenario. Or, get probably, you know what the Democrats would do, like, let's find out tomorrow that uh, Donald Trump was asking the asking the Russians to help investigate Adam Schiff. I guarantee Adam Schiff would announce his candidacy for president just so they could slap more articles of impeachment on Donald Trump and say Donald Trump was investigating a political rival. Well, he wasn't running for president when I was investigating, but it doesn't matter. And yeah. And does Joe Biden being a criminal have anything to do with the fact that he's running for president? I mean, that before before you're, you you uh, have to accuse Donald Trump of investigating a political rival, you should stop and think, what is he actually investigating? And is there any merit to it? Well, let's look at the facts of the case. Joe Biden went to the Ukraine with a billion dollars. Joe Biden's son worked for this company named Burisma. Joe Biden's son worked for a company named Burisma and a a very prominent prosecutor was investigating that company for corruption. Joe Biden rolls in with his billion dollars and says, tick tock, uh, six hours. I'm on that plane and I'm taking the money with me unless you fire the prosecutor. And in, in Joe Biden's own words, well, son of a gun, although I don't think he said that that guy was fired. Some bits that guy was fired and he left the money behind and he got on the plane. And Hunter still worked for Burisma up until recently started, kept cashing that check, kept cashing those Ukrainian, the Ukrainian, I don't even know, no blazer. I don't even know what they I don't even know what the currency is. I don't know what the, the exchange rate is, but that is what happened. And then Joe Biden gets up on stage and brags about it. So Donald Trump, before you can accuse him of investigating a political rival, You really should accuse him of what he actually did, which was investigate a potential criminal, investigate potential corruption in the office of the vice presidency of the United States of America. And since Barack Obama knew all about it because Joe Biden got up on stage and said, I said, Barack knows, Barack knows I'm here. Call him up. Barack Obama knew that Joe Biden was using one billion dollars of taxpayer money aid to the Ukraine as a bribe, as a to strong arm, if you will, the Ukraine into firing a prosecutor so his son wouldn't get thrown in jail. That's corruption at the highest level. 1045 All great questions. And of course, we don't have any answer except, you know, Democrats, SMH. Hey, Travis in Jacksonville. How you doing, Travis? I'm doing great, Mark. How are you? Oh, doing great, sir. What did you want to say, sir? Uh, a few weeks ago, you and I spoke
4: about politicians that would move from wherever their home state is to another state to seek office. Yeah. You remember that? They, mm-hmm. Apparently, they call these carpetbaggers, which I think is hilarious. Correct, yeah. But uh, I, I just heard uh, yesterday that there is a man by the name of Sink Uger. Uh, he is the host of a, a web series called The Young Turks.
0: Yeah, I know that guy. I'm Not sure
4: if you're if you, you're familiar with him. Yeah, no, I know. he's actually running for office for uh, the vacated seat of Katie Hill, which is the woman that was forced out of office for having I don't know threesomes with her with her campaign staff. Correct. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> she he is he is that is happening right now. So he is does not live anywhere near that district. And is going to move to that area to run for office, and he actually had an interview on CNN, of all places, and the host actually called him out on it, saying that if you don't live in this area, how could you possibly think you can represent these people? Yeah. And his 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 answer was somewhere along the lines of, "Would you rather vote for somebody who there who's already there that you know is corrupt, or?" fresh blood coming in from somewhere else that will fight for you. Like right. it is just the most obligatory, you know, ridiculous answer. Yeah. And it's just, it's just another example of just this, what I think is just a, a travesty. It's terrible.
0: Look, I'll tell you what, that's a great point. And we, you know, and it's, and we were, when we talked the first time, we equated it to like pro athletes, for example, you know, here in, <laughs> here in Jacksonville, we needed a quarterback. Did we get one locally? Did we knock on Tim Tebow's door and say, Hey, you want to come play? No, we went to Philadelphia and got their quarterback. And you see how that worked out for us. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. By the way, I wouldn't trust a YouTube star, quote unquote, to to run for anything. I wouldn't even trust them to run a half K uh, or a 5K or whatever it is. Eight, half a K even. 855 uh, 765 I wouldn't trust them to run a Mark K. It's the uh, Mark K Show. Quick break. More of whatever you want Wednesday coming up on 104.5 WOKV.
5: Okay, you make
2: my day. I love your show. I listen to it on my way to work. I listen to it anytime I get the opportunity. You just put a smile on my face. You call
5: people out no matter what they are and you hold them accountable. That's the Marquee Show.
0: Wow, that's wow. Hey, thanks. So that's like could be the best open mic message we ever got. Um, and we've gotten some good ones. We've really gotten some horrible ones too, but we just play those uh we just play those in meetings and laugh. Eight five five seven six five one oh four five is the number. Eight five five seven six five one oh four five. And it's whatever you want Wednesday. We've got uh, Dwayne from Georgia. Hi Dwayne, how are you?
4: I'm I'm doing okay. Um uh, I'll I, I tell you I really enjoy listening to your show. Yeah. Um I just wanna tell you how frustrated I am with these Democrats and the process that that's being played out in Washington. I am sick and tired of them making a mockery about criminal justice system yeah. going after my president, mm-hmm. when, he, when the facts show he has done nothing wrong and, and and they only seek to prosecute Republicans and no one on their own side who has committed crimes. I mm-hmm. hope William Barr will do something about this, and if he's not up to doing anything about it, he needs to leave office. Because it, it, it is getting getting to be too bad. And I'm, I, I'm sure I'm not the only person angry about this. I, I know there are a lot of Americans upset about
0: it, too. Oh, yeah. Look, I mean, anger is, anger, anger is very – here's the thing. Anger is actually, I mean, a good thing. Anger drives a lot of people to do a lot of things. I I'm The only reason I feel like I'm as successful as I am in life is because of well-placed anger. And what? Okay, oh, and yes. Also, you too, the other Josh. Thank you, thank you, for, thank you for as he points to me. Uh, but you know, a, a little well placed anger every now and then—it's a good motivator. It's a good motivator. If somebody makes you angry or frustrated, it, you know, it's not necessarily a bad thing. You know, you don't want to overreact. You don't want to start punching walls or slamming, you know, slashing tires or anything like that. But if you use it to really push forward positive change in your life and in the lives of others, anger, I mean, it's a look, there's a reason God made you angry. God made you angry so you'd get off your butt and do something. You know, if you were if you were happy all the time, just like, man, life is great. I'm happy all the time. You just sit back and people would people would just, you know, stomp all over you. You know, that's why that's why Democrats and Donald Trump and everyone else needs to get so angry because it actually helps you do stuff. You know, nobody, nobody, nobody ever agreed themselves into prosperity. You've got to fight, you know, every single day, and you've got to say no, and it's almost more powerful than anything else. And so the fact that you're angry and the fact that a lot of other people are angry and the fact that people call here and leave open mic messages every day and talk about how angry and frustrated frustrated they are with Democrats is actually a good thing because maybe then it will move people to action. Anger moves people to action. Happy people don't do crap. Angry people, they get it done. 855 855- 765-1045. Maybe we need to make the Jaguars angrier. Maybe that's all we need. Hey, Met from the South Side, how you doing, Matt? Hey, I'm doing pretty good, Mark. How are you today? I'm good, man. What you want to say, sir? Matt, yeah, and I'm not even trying to be
4: funny. I think there's actually something wrong with Joe Biden. Uh, either onset Alzheimer's or dementia. There's something mentally wrong with this dude.
0: Oh, there's a hundred percent something. You know what's interesting to me? Is, and the, and the Democrat, they'll, I mean, they'll ignore it. They'll make fun of it. Jimmy Kimmel the other day was making fun of it. The Democrats will ignore the mental health of their leading candidate, of their front runner for the presidency. But Donald Trump the other day had an unscheduled visit to the doctor, and it was front page news. Is Donald Trump in trouble? Did Donald Trump have a, Donald Trump actually said, Melania thought I had a heart attack. But the way that the media was, I don't even remember, it was like two, it was right before Thanksgiving. He had to go to the doctor. He had to get something checked out. Everything was good. But the way it was reported on CNN and in the New York Times and the Washington Post and on the internet and all, and on Twitter, all over Twitter, you'd have thought Donald Trump had a, had a heart attack. Bernie Sanders actually had a heart attack. They trot him back out six days later for a debate and he gets a standing ovation and he jumps three feet in the, or three points in the polls. Joe Biden clearly is suffering mentally and they still parade him out. They still put him up there and say, this is our guy. This is it's Joe Biden versus the world. And and but Donald Trump, Donald Trump sniffles into a microphone all of a sudden. Oh, my God, he's totally unfit to be president. No, but you're you're right about. I mean, it doesn't take a doctor to to look at Joe Biden and say that guy something's wrong with that guy. Eight five. I mean, there's a there's a lot wrong with that guy. Eight five five seven six five one zero oh, four five. Quick break. More of the Marque shows coming up. Stay tuned to one zero four point five WOKV. Entertaining.
5: When I'm listening, I'm laughing
0: the whole time. Informative. You can trust them to be very precise. This is the Mark K Show.
5: Oh my gosh, you are so hilarious, Mark. That song just cracked me up. All those songs are fantastic. You're a genius.
0: Man, I wish I could take all the credit. Uh, I mean, I will take all the credit, but a lot of it goes to Bluegrass Boy and now the Red State All-Stars because he got like five buddies who all surprisingly look a lot like him. Um, If you want to hear the song, a lot of people are blowing up on my my Facebook, my Twitter saying, where can I get it? We just posted it on Facebook. So if you want to go hear it over and over again and share it with your friends, you can see the video. You can see Bluegrass Boy in all his Christmas glory and uh, enjoy that uh, that uh, that tune from now until you know December 25th or you know even longer if you're one of those people 855765104 a ton of people have been waiting very ca- ca- uh, patiently for uh whatever you want Wednesday let's start with Patty in Charleston, West Virginia. Hi Patty, how are you?
5: I'm fine. How are you? Good. I You're just in- want to say, first of all, I love your show. Oh, thank I you so you much. Facebook. Yeah.
0: Oh, well, we appreciate day. that. Well, we appreciate that, and we love Charleston, West Virginia. My in-laws go there to gamble because they live in D.C., so it's only a couple hours away.
5: Yes. Yeah. And I'm proud of our state because it's always been tightly run by Democrats. No matter who's running, everybody votes straight-ticket Democrats, and we supported Donald Trump. Yeah. And so I just want to put that out there first. But my question or rhetorical question there's two parts is about hunter biden has anybody investigated how much time he spent in ukraine i mean if he primarily didn't live there he could not be an executive and hold a position that would first of all prove correctness how could you run a company and not be there at least 75 percent of the time and my second part of that is the irs you know, every liberal I talk to, the first thing that comes out of their mouth is Trump taxes, and I just wonder about Hunter Biden's taxes. I know how the IRS and the states are when you live in one state and work in another. Yeah. Well, how is it when you live in one country and have income from another?
0: That is, Hey, I have to tell you, you're a genius, and that's something that uh, I've heard a couple people mention, but it's not as it's not as pronounced a, uh, a question as it should be. And you're right. You know, you're right. Donald Trump's taxes are under scrutiny. There's court hearings. It's going to end up in the Supreme Court as to whether or not Donald Trump has to release his taxes. And here's Hunter Biden, who's getting fifty thousand dollars a month from Ukraine, millions more from China. Is the money even coming back here to the U.S.? How's he funneling it back into his family? Uh, You know, is he paying taxes on it? Great questions, because if he's not paying taxes on it, and, you know, I don't know the guy. Never met him. I've read stories about him. I know he's having some personal problems with a stripper that he impregnated. I know there's a lot going on there. So, look, I'm just saying. He may also be a little may have some questionable judgment when it comes to filing his tax returns. But, Patty, you hit the nail on the head. That is definitely something that should be investigated, not just uh, right. criminal activity and corruption. But, yeah, I mean, in the Ukraine, maybe you can. I imagine they would love to have the vice president's son on their board so they don't care if he's ever there or not. But as Rush Limbaugh always talks about, he can't even step foot in New York anymore and get paid for it because they will tax him out the wazoo. And uh and I don't know if Hunter Biden's getting this same treatment. Probably not. Hey, thanks, thanks for uh, thanks for calling and thanks for watching on Facebook and um, you know, thanks for that great comment. But definitely the IRS should investigate all the Bidens, Hunter Biden, his his father, because you know, look, if there's if there's money coming in. And that money is coming in from some kind of questionable activity or if it's getting if it's getting paid to you from a foreign country and your father is vice president of the United States, they've got to be cleaning it somehow. They've got to make sure that that they're not that they're flying under the radar. And I think I think that's you know, that's something that definitely should be looked at. Hey, Kim in Pontevedra, How are you doing, Kim? Great. How are you? Oh, great. Kim, thanks so much. You sound like you're doing great.
1: Yes, sir. Hey, um, yesterday you asked for a Democrat to call in. Why would anybody vote for a Democrat? Any of them? Yes, so, I did. Yeah, nobody called. Yeah, I know. Um, I listen all the time, great, great okay while I work. Anyway, so um, here, my one of my best friends is a Democrat. I made him vote for Trump. I said, you will not get one more meal out of this house. Um, And he did. And Hillary was saying, oh, the women, or the men told the women who to vote for. Anyway, to make a long story short, so we're sitting there watching Fox, and uh, the taxes are going up. I go, who would want to pay higher taxes? He goes, well, I don't. I said, then why do you vote Democrat? He goes, I don't know. And he goes, because my family did. Yeah, it's, it's true. It's just like that. And they just are like sheep. Just
0: tell me what to do. Tell me what to do. Yeah. <laughs> that was a great sheep impression. That was a great. Hey, thanks so much. And that's a bad reason to vote for a Democrat or anybody. It's really, listen, even if you're voting Republican and you're just like, you know, I just vote Republican because it's what my parents did. I mean, that's not necessarily the best reason to vote Republican you should know what you're doing my in-laws are a classic case of this they're from uh, just outside DC they're they're uh, my, my father-in-law worked for the government they lived in in Maryland their whole lives they're from upstate New York and their families voted Democrats from Kennedy on through whatever Democrat 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 but these two people these two people ever and I've known them for over 25 years now great people love them to death. Two of the most conservative people you've ever met in your entire lives. They don't want to pay taxes. They are they are fiscally conservative. They are uh, they are oh, um, very much conservative in their values. They're not big fans of 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 these social uh, socially liberal programs that are starting up. They don't understand the whole um, you know uh, multiple people in the same bathroom type thing. They're very offended by that. Climate change. I don't think they care or know or or even think that the climate is being affected. I mean, they're 80 years old. They've lived through pretty much everything. These people, they're unchanging in their beliefs. They have, a same, they have the same uh, schedule that they've lived by every single day of their lives for the last 45 years. And yet every time it's time to go to the polls, they vote for a Democrat. <laughs> and I, and I just, you know, I'm like, look, they're Catholic. They're staunch Catholic, anti-abortion. Anti-gay marriage, they're anti-everything because they've been Catholic since, the, since before the Pope. But they go into the ballot box and they vote for Democrats. Why? Because they always have. And that comfort, that, that, you know, handed down from generation to generation. You Look, politics is not a cookie recipe. If you thought your mom made the best chocolate chip cookies and she got the recipe from her grandma and her grandmother before her, Great you know keep making those cookies politics is different it changes year to year to year election to election to election the people the uh, the policies the agenda items the things that are important to you as you grow look butter and brown sugar and 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 molasses and i don't even know what you flour you mix them all together you put them in the oven it's never that it's going to taste delicious your entire life but the people that you voted for that your parents voted for 20 30 years ago they may not be the best people to represent you today. And that's why voting for whoever your parents just voted for is bad. It's like being a sheep. Oyster stuffing, fine. Use your great grandmother's oyster stuffing recipe. But do not just vote Democrat because your great great grandparents did. The Democrats from when your great great grandparents did, they are long gone, folks. They are long gone. The Democrats of today, they look they are nothing like the Democrats that your great grandpappy voted for. And if your great grandpappy were alive today and he saw you voting for these people, he'd slap you upside your head and he wouldn't let you have any of uh, Grandma's cookies. 855 765 1045. Gotta take a quick break. Great call. So you've got a couple more we're going to try to get in here in just a minute. It's the Mark K. Show on 104.5 WOKV. He's two-faced. And honestly, Mr. Trudeau is a nice guy. I, I find him to be a very nice guy. But he's two-faced. You know, everybody, everybody likes two-faced. Harvey Dent and uh, and Justin Trudeau. What do they have in common? They're both two-faced. 855-765-1045. Uh, just, Justin Trudeau, by the way, who barely got re-elected to be the Prime Minister of Canada, eh? Hey, Uh, he was talking smack about Donald Trump. He was talking smack with Boris Johnson and, um, Emmanuel Macron about his 40 minute. I don't even understand this. This is how, this is what world leaders do when they gossip. And don't think that they're not just like us. Like after the show, I know that a bunch of people get together and like talk about me and we talk about a bunch of other people. And you know, like whenever somebody, like our boss will come in here and say something. And when he walks out of the room, we'll all talk about him. Like we, I understand that happens. But you, you never expect it from world leaders. You've got the prime minister of Canada. You've got the prime minister of Great Britain. You've got the president of France. And they're all talking about the president of the, the United States. Like they're at one of those crazy Bravo Real Housewives parties. And Donald Trump just went up to go to, go to the bathroom. And Justin Trudeau's like, oh, my God, eh? I'm gonna listen. I'm gonna I'm gonna paraphrase because the audio's horrible. It's over. It's like a hot mic over this really loud room. Plus, it's you know if if Adam Schiff can do it, I can do it too. But Justin Trudeau walks up and he's like, oh my god, eh? You guys aren't gonna believe it, eh? So I'm standing there with Donald Trump, right? And he starts taking questions, right? Oh my god, he talked for 40 minutes, eh? He did a 40 minute press conference, eh? Impromptu, and then Emmanuel Macron is like. This is horrible. This is why you don't talk to the for 14 minutes. What is he thinking? eagle maniac. And then Boris Johnson just, uh, you know, rolls in. The oh, what are we talking about? And then that was it. Uh But that that was their biggest complaint that Donald Trump talks to the press too long, that he held a 40 minute press conference. And that's just something that they would never do. They would never do it. If no other leader would do it, it's probably, let's be honest, not a bad thing. Eight, five, five, seven, six, five, one, oh, four, five. Dwayne from Mayport. Hi, Dwayne. How are you? Hey, pretty good. Oh, good. What's up, man? What'd you want to say? Hey, um, I'm I'm curious. You know, you got all
4: these uh, cor- corrupt Democrat politicians like Clintons and Obama and the FBI doing the FISA investigation on Trump. Uh, you know that is as close to Watergate as I've ever heard. Uh, you got the Bidens, you know, and his his Biden son yeah. doing the quid pro quo kickback thing, and you got the Pelosi gang, you know, we're doing treason, trying to overthrow the government. Yeah, these crimes. Is there a statute of limitations for all this? You know, maybe they're trying to bring it on out to the past five years.
0: Well, look, I mean, you know, there's a there's a great question too. Is there a statute of limitations? I don't know. You know, I don't I don't think there's a statute of limitations on treason. I'm pretty, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure if you're committing treason, <laughs> it's not like, you know, well, you committed treason 10 years ago, but the statute of law, so we're just going to let you roam around and continue to, to bring the country down uh, from the inside out. I don't think there is. But again, I'm no lawyer. I'm no legal expert. The thing about it is, and here's what happened. It's the same thing they're doing with the Republicans. It doesn't matter if the old crime is still uh, palpable or if the old crime is still legitimate. What they do is they bring you up in front of a court and they start asking you questions and they interview you and then they get you on on some stupid thing like um, conspiracy or what they're trying to get Donald Trump on, which is obstruction, you know, if you refuse to answer a question. So they can always just figure out a crime to charge you with, to put you away. They did it to Paul Manafort. You know, they did it to, to what's his name, Michael, um, uh, you know, the rat. And and, and they're going to continue to do it to as many people as they can until they get their way. That's what the Democrats do. I don't know if the Republicans are going are to do that or not. I mean, I hope that they investigate the actual crimes But what what Hillary Clinton and what Barack Obama and what even what Adam shifted just last week, I mean, five years from now. Yeah, that's that's plenty of time that there's no way that these guys are going to be clear uh, in five or six years. You know, it may now if if they're still alive, some of them, you know, if Donald Donald Trump wins or when Donald Trump wins in, in November of 2020, I seriously believe that half of these people we're talking about today will drop dead. Jerry Nadler. Remember what he looks like when you're watching the, the guy already passed out one day while he was listening to a speech in the uh, in the house. And they, he said they came up to him and said Are you OK? He said, no, I'm not. And, and he's you know, he's still a vital part of the Democratic machine. Imagine what happens when they impeach Donald Trump and then he's not removed from office and then he gets reelected. These they're all going to drop dead. They're going to be like the only way out of this is death and their hearts are going to stop and half of them are going to collapse. It's gonna. I mean, that's what's going to happen. So yeah, if they're still alive, then we can go after them for whatever horrible crimes against humanity they uh, they committed. Uh, real quick, David, we've got about thirty five seconds. David, what you want to say today on whatever you on Wednesday?
1: Hey, Mark. Um, if the minimum
5: age to serve as president of the United States is thirty six years old,
0: then why isn't there a maximum age? to serve as president in the United States. You know, I got another question for you. Why isn't there a maximum age to have a driver's license in Florida? That would be the real answer that we need. 8557651045. I like it. The maximum age for president is whatever Bernie Sanders will be on November 3rd, 2020. What do you mean? You can't be, What do you mean I, mean? I can't be president. 855 uh, 7651. Well, listen, we got to get out of here. Tomorrow uh, morning, we'll be back at 10 a.m. If you want a ticket to the Ho Ho Hold'em Celebrity Poker Tournament, you better get it today. Go to kskids.com. Get a ticket. Get a table. If you just want to come watch, you can do that too. But this thing is 24 hours away, and we are almost sold out. Stay tuned. Traffic Weather News and Rush Limbaugh are coming up on news. No, not. It's, not, it's just 104.5 WOKV Jacksonville's news.